0: everybody howdy y'all this is macy this is nicole and you're listening to Buzz buzzkillers Killers. hey everybody <laughs> Aaron is
1: so like just like what do i do by the way her? we have a friend here today guys this hello is
2: everyone this
0: is our friend Aaron.
2: very new to podcasting my first time so this should be fun and this might be a little awkward so please forgive me <laughs> uh-huh.
0: It's okay.
1: We're just awkward twenty four seven. Oh, <laughs> always, always.
0: She's gonna be a commentator with me this week because it's Nicole's case, and yes. then she's gonna help us with a little mini for y'all. Yeah, we got a mini coming at you. We're so excited. A hometown mini. A hometown, yeah. mini. hometown mini. Hometown minis are the best. So, Macy, what?
1: What are we drinking today?
0: Not wine, <gasps> guys. Scandalous is sacrilegious but we had a we had a bit of a night so yeah. i don't care what you think of me we,
1: you know that party we've been talking about for a long long time Halloween party, lit. it was, it was lit, lit and the aesthetic
0: was perfect
1: it was absolutely beautiful and it went magnificently and
0: it was a blood party
1: we couldn't drink more right now if we wanted to so <laughs> so we went with
0: tea <laughs> but we have a little shout out here um we got this tea from a little tiny company that we found on Instagram yeah. called Evil Tea Company. They are brand spanking new. Brand spanking new and they are awesome. Um what tea are you guys trying?
2: So we're doing the Forbidden Fruit Green Apple Oolong Tea. It's actually really good. Oh, my God. It's so good.
0: Yeah. And I'm doing the Sacred Grove Peach Apricot Green Tea. But I've also tried the Isle of Demons, which is a coconut black tea. Ooh. Awesome. Is it good? They're so Uh, good. So shout out to y'all. Yeah. We love you. And... Keep up the good work. I can't wait for their apple cinnamon when I'm ordering it. Oh, my God. I know. I want it really bad. We we
1: each bought the sampler pack and we're making our way through and we text each other every time we try one.
0: Yes, it's so good. And so we decided since we are not feeling wine today, we would just drink some fun tea that is also evil related. Exactly. So. And it's freaking. This is like, seriously, I can't stop
1: saying this is so good.
0: I haven't tried that one yet, so I'll try it. It's, it's awesome. not
1: too heavy at
0: all. I love it. It's beautiful, Okay. Awesome. Um so so sip. that was that. Sip, um, motherfucker. Sip, so sip, so sip. <laughs> sip.
2: Cheers, beach.
0: It was cheers, beach. Cheers, beach. Um, what what did I? What was the thing that I wanted to like? One of the names we were looking at was like something with sip. Uh, like oh, it was all clink to that. I'll clink to that. I'll clink to that. Clink, 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 <laughs> clink, clink sip sip clink clink okay um yeah. so we are on episode 15 15 and you guys have already listened to Amityville i hope you better have you better have listened to amityville cuz it's a banger I, I was gonna going to say no it's okay it just came out like well i was going to say ago. for
1: you yeah. I mean, right now, only part one has come out so far as we're recording this. Well, everybody's going to be listening to this when it goes live. Part one and two will be out.
0: Exactly. It's right, cool. confusing. They do it everything <laughs> a week ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Anyway. Yeah. What are we talking about today, Nicole? Well, Macy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you guys could just see the thing I did with my face, I'd be embarrassed. Um... <laughs> 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 so, with our November topic of Familicide.
0: Familicide. Damn. People are fucked up, man.
1: Facts. I am going to be talking about John List.
0: And he's fucked. A.K.A. the Boogeyman of Westfield. I didn't know he had a name. He had a name. Oh. It's a hell of a name. Yeah. Why do we give killers names? We shouldn't. I like... It makes... I don't know. It should literally be like, you know, Small Balls killer uh, I mean, and instead it's like the green river killer you, you
2: did get a coloring book of serial killers for your oh for my yesterday.
0: birthday yes yes i'll have to take pictures it's awesome i've wanted one a long time i'm one of those like anxiety colorers I have like a whole zip like gallon Ziploc bag of markers.
1: Oh my god, girl, we need to have a coloring night. I love that. tea and
0: coloring. I Aesthetic.
1: Have like, <laughs> 15, <laughs> I have like 15 of those like adult coloring books.
0: They call them.
1: Oh yeah. They're supposed I, to
0: help with anxiety and stress. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much that helps me.
1: I have, we'll find out. We'll find out
0: when I finish my serial killer. I have really
1: bad ADD, so when I start to
0: color, I can like barely finish one picture. It's really, I'm like, "Hmm, let me get all the nooks and crannies of this thing. And then I'm also
1: slightly OCD, so if I mess it up, I I have to do a different picture.
0: Oh, (laughs) I get really mad at myself. I'll (laughs) just, if if I mess up, I'll just make it black. That's smart. I just am like, let me take this black sharpie. And, and I hope that no true. one notices this weird thing here. Right. But only I see. Anyway. We're going to talk about John List now. Guys. We're awkward. John List.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm... Okay, I am running on fumes at the moment. I know.
0: <laughs> I am so tired. Erin and I got, like, no sleep. I know. You got more of than us, I think. I know. And I think that made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> My cat got out last night and I... Was a nervous fucking wreck. Yeah, we so.
1: threw a badass party, and then the cat got out, and things were were a little crazy for a while.
0: I was like sobbing.
1: It's okay, but she came back. <laughs> she did come back. She did it's come back. She is here. Happy ending. She's asleep. She's asleep. <laughs> she on your smells bed right like now. dirt. <laughs> <laughs> she's actually curled up on your bed right now. She I know really cute. she's so cute. Okay, <laughs> anyway. jump into it, Nicole. All right, guys, jumping so. on in. John Emile List. He was born September 17th of 1925 in Bay City, Michigan. He was an only child and his parents, John Frederick List and Alma Maria Barbara Florence List. What? That (laughs) (laughs) is. I I read her name and I was like, whoa. The driver's license with that. What was the Diane
0: Downs mom's name was weird too. Oh, um... Crap, I liked her name. It was so like Ev- Everdeen or something like that. Yeah, it was something funky. We'll remember. Oh, uh, I'm going to forget. We're having a hard time right now. We're <laughs> you, as you can tell it's been a day.
1: But um his parents were they were German immigrants. Um they were apparently very strict and overprotective. Okay. Time. Um but he was very close with his mother growing up. His dad kind of did like this stereotypical like distant father thing, where okay. he was just like there to yeah. crack the whip and make not the really, money, not really, yeah, make take the money out the and garbage, not really be the father. Like he just kind of took the care of the family, jury. Yeah. yeah, the yeah.
0: disciplinarian. Um, that's it. So
1: growing up, he was a devout Lutheran. He his big thing is religion. Okay. His family was very religious, and so from a young age, he went into Sunday school. Um, he attended church every single Sunday, like never missed a Sunday. Fun. He was very, very <laughs> religious. can have
0: fun church. Um. <laughs> Although I did go to church every day for like three years. Really? Well, not every day, like twice a week. Really? Yeah, because of wow. my church job. Oh, down that's south. Right. <laughs> We had a Wednesday rehearsal and then I had to be there on Sundays from 8 a.m. until noon. Ouch. Ugh. It was hard, but I love them. Shout out to them. If they listen, they probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay.
1: So during World War II, he actually joins the army and he became a second lieutenant. Um, so just a fun fact. World War II was from 1939 to 1945. Right? Mm-hmm. He was born in 1925. So that means... What, whenever he went to war, I, depending, it doesn't say what years he went and fought, mm-hmm. but when he was there, he was only anywhere from 14 to 20 years old. Holy shit. So he was very, very young.
0: Shit. I mean, I mean I'm not surprised by that. Didn't they yeah. draft
1: that young anyway?
0: I think so. I think they did. World War II was big. Yeah. And they needed, like, everybody they could get. You mm-hmm. can't
2: imagine at 14 being like, hey,
1: go fight a war. Well, I mean, he joined... He wasn't drafted. enlisted. He, he like, enlisted himself. I mean, God bless. God. God,
0: God bless.
1: Um, so after coming back from fighting overseas, he went to the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. Um, he achieved a bachelor in business administration, and then he went on to get a master's in accounting. Fancy. Okay. He's very smart. I like numbers. Um, So, despite his degrees, he actually had a lot of trouble holding jobs. He had a lot of personality issues, and he frequently was just somebody that, like, rubbed you the wrong way. Um, He, like, lacked all ability to, like, deal with people. So, whenever he got a job, even though he was very good at what he was doing, his personality skills and, like, interaction ability was not... No, so his
0: social skills.
1: His thank you. His social skills. I knew there was a word I was missing here. Almost there. Um, but his very so- close. His <laughs> his social skills were bad.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, <clears throat> so he frequently changed jobs, and in 1951, he met a woman named Helen. She was the widow of an in- an infantry officer that was actually killed in Korea. Um. Oh. Not long into their relationship, Helen told List that she was pregnant. So, being as religious as he was, he was
0: like, okay, well, we have to get married. So, they get married. Yeah, well, you'd think that if he was that religious, he'd wrap his willy first or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. So I, I'm surprised he even allowed
1: sex before marriage. Exactly. Like, when well, you were like,
0: oh, she's pregnant, I'm like...
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So... They get married, and, um, they get married on December 1st of the very same year they started dating, 1951, and after the wedding, Helen tells John, oh, I'm not pregnant. Awkward. What the fuck? She did it to trick him, because she knew that he would marry her because she she was pregnant. Well, that's fucked
0: up. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> that's sneaky shit. She's a little cray-cray. I don't like um, that. <laughs>
1: Um, so his, been because of his beliefs, um, he didn't he, believe in divorce. Yeah. He didn't believe in divorce. So he wouldn't go back on his vows. So they made it work. So it's and fucked from the beginning. Within the next four years, they actually did have children. They had three kids, Patricia Marie, John Frederick, and Frederick Michael.
0: Frederick. <laughs> That's so confusing. Right? Because
1: Frederick was his My father's God, name. So he like used it. In all as, of like, one stuff. of his kids' middle names and one of the kids' first names. And then the one with the middle name, his first name's John, named after him. So it's, like... That's it's, so confusing. Yeah, it's really confusing. But anyway. <laughs> so after trying hard over the years to get another job, he finally gets a job in Westfield, New Jersey, as the vice president of a bank. So he moves his family um, to New Jersey... And they lived at 431 Hillside Avenue in Westfield, New Jersey. Um, Please don't, please don't go to this house, guys. Don't be, don't be that person. We've said this before. (laughs) (laughs) Drive by, don't knock on the doors. Um, (laughs) But um, the house they ended up purchasing was way out of their budget. Oh. Because Helen called this house her absolute dream home and basically begged for it. It okay. was a 19-room mansion called Breeze Knoll. Whoa. Yep. And Who needs 19 rooms? Right? <laughs> they only have three kids. Like, oh my what god. What do you need all that room for? Anyway. <laughs> um, so he ends up, Liz ends up borrowing money from his mother, Alma, so that they could afford the house. And he actually has Alma move in with them. There is a. It's a three four three floor house. Pardon. Wow. Uh, my stutters. And um, the top floor is like an apartment in law suite. So the mother lives up on the third floor, and what the fuck they live in the Sounds downstairs. Sounds like nice digs.
0: This little like old lady's trying to climb up three flights of stairs. Right. It's not
1: gonna end well. For <laughs> no, that. my hip, my hip. Um, oh, it doesn't end well for anybody in this well, story. Well, yeah, but, yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're getting ahead of ourselves.
1: <laughs> So, list quickly became known to the locals as a very religious man, and he at the time was a respected accountant. He did well for a little while with this job, Um,
0: but this is the bank thing still. Yeah. Okay.
1: He was a he was the vice president of a bank. Okay. Um, but good things didn't last too long for him, and he once again was fired. Damn. So, this is this drives me nuts. So instead of telling his family he was fired, he lied to them and kept going to quote-unquote work. He would get up every morning like he did and he would get in his suit, he would take his briefcase, and he would drive to the train station where he'd get on a train and just ride it. He would just like ride it for like several stops before getting off and getting on another train that would take him back home.
0: That's a lot of effort. That is a lot of effort. Right
1: um so he kept trying to get new jobs he every once in a while would find something but it was always very low paying and it didn't last very long for him because again his personality issues were still and he's
0: suspicious.
1: yeah they are still getting in the way
0: <laughs> hella sus hella sus um
1: so um sorry i just totally lost my place for a hot second The income wasn't enough, obviously, because he was working odd jobs that were, like, really low-paying. And um, because the income was not enough, he began stealing from his mother's bank accounts. Nice. Because he
0: probably was, like, running them to an an Um, extent.
1: When you, uh, people who, um, I guess Lutherans, that's how you would say that my god lutherans. Um, i like i just was like somebody who's religious nope that's not it i was my brain did not prop- properly process what i was trying to say um <laughs> so uh, devout lutherans believe that poverty is a sin so not having money to him was a big deal Ooh, that's cool. half the reason he did not tell his family because he was afraid that it was gonna cause trouble amongst his family, okay, and he didn't want it. That. He didn't want it to split them up. That's what he feared. Oh, so this at this point, the List family kinda is starting to come apart. Um, the daughter Patricia was being raised in the '70s and being highly influenced by the ways of the '70s. Oh yeah. She frequently smoked marijuana. She. Um at one point list said that he believed that she was practicing witchcraft. Um and right. she really <laughs> really wanted to be an actress.
0: Oh and yeah. he
1: didn't want her to be influenced by the ways of
0: Hollywood. He, he thought was, like her being an actress was like a sin. Yeah. That's a he cry. thought it was, was going to make her, though. he thought I it know. was going
1: to like make her lose her ways about like with the church. Uh, so he was not very happy with that. Um And then there was another problem where Helen was lying about her health. So Helen had been hiding the fact that she was frequently passing out, um, and she had started to lose sight in her right eye. Oh my gosh! Not mention that Um, she also had a slight drinking problem and became addicted to using tranquilizers. Shit. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, Where do you get tranquilizers from if you're not going to the doctor? <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and in 1968,
1: she actually tested positive for syphilis. Dang. Where did she get that from? Which she got from her first husband, who died in the war. Oh, okay. So uh, I was like, did she cheat on John? So she's had this the whole time. Fuck. And soon after she got diagnosed with syphilis, she stopped going to church and, like, didn't want to go out or be seen in public. Um, so, List is struggling financially. His wife is sick. He's afraid for his daughter. And he's trying to figure out how to solve all these problems. So, he starts thinking of plans, and he comes up with one. He comes up with a horribly terrible plan can't wait to hear this um it's, ter- <laughs> it's well, not funny Sorry. after he figures out what he's going to do this is just a little hint um one night while he's eating dinner with his family mm-hmm. he proceeds to ask his entire family how they would like their bodies to be handled after they die oh my goodness what the
0: fuck that's brazen
1: yeah um, <laughs> and he talks about this. There is actually, um, there's a couple interviews that he does and he thought he was really sly with this. He was like proud of himself because he like just casually slipped it into conversation and nobody was, nobody was the wiser.
0: He probably was just like, I'm doing this for insurance purposes or like, you know, I'm cause he like think they all think he's well to do. He did it to do. He's just like putting their affairs in order or some shit. Yeah, exactly.
1: They, Although they-
0: why are you talking to teenagers about what? they want done with their body. I don't know. But. Yep. To each his own, I guess. (laughs) So, we're going to fast forward a couple years.
1: And now it is November 9th of 1971. At this point, he is 20 years into his marriage with Helen. Patricia is 16, John is 15, and Frederick is 13. Alma was 85, that's his mother. Helen was 45, and List himself was 46. Okay. So, on this day, Liz got up and he woke his kids up for school like he did every day. He made them breakfast and sat with them while they ate. Once they left for school, he left a note on the front porch um, telling the milkman to cancel all of their future, future deliveries. Oh. And he went out to the garage where he got two guns and loaded them. Oh, no. And when he came back inside, his wife had come down from the bedroom and was making her morning coffee in the kitchen. He walked up behind her, and with a 9mm automatic pistol, he shot her in the back of the head. Oh, no. Jesus. So he left her body there and went up to the third floor apartment where his mother lived. What? She was making breakfast when he walked in. She asked him what the noise was, and he pretended he had no idea what she was talking about. That's fucked. He gave her a quick kiss, put the gun to her temple, and shot her. What? Jesus Christ. He left her body on the floor, um, When she, and it's also said later in the autopsy reports, when she fell, she broke both of her knees after being shot. So, like, she fell so hard to the ground that she broke both of her knees. That's just a bad way to go, and She's also old. Mm-hmm. She was 85.
0: Poor sweetly. To live your
1: whole life to go like that. That is
0: Ugh. awful. That's not right.
1: And they were close, you said, right?
0: Yep. That's fucked up. hmm
1: Ugh. Um, it. so, List left her there, and he later says in an interview that her body was just too heavy to move, that's why he left her. He just, like, left her on the floor where he shot her and couldn't move her. This little
0: frail 85-year-old woman's too heavy for you? So much for being close to your mother. And she, Uh.
1: you see, they show pictures of her in a couple of the documentaries I watched. She's a tiny woman. She's frail. She was not a big woman. She's a little,
0: you're you're old, you're frail.
1: (laughs) So, Liz goes back downstairs and he takes Helen's body from the kitchen into their ballroom. Because they're in a mansion.
0: Um, Oh, oh, right.
1: (laughs) And he puts her body into a sleeping bag and then proceeds to clean up all the blood, which he described as a surprising amount of blood. You left her sitting there with a wound gaping in the back of her head. Right. Oh, Oh, what the
0: fuck did you think was going to happen?
1: And he cleaned this all up because he didn't want his kids to see it when they came home. God forbid. So as he was cleaning up, he gets a call from Patricia's school. She had gone to the nurse and was sick and needed to come home. So, List List goes to his daughter's school and picks her up, drives her home, he gets inside, she walks through the front door, followed by him, he closes the door, turns around, and shoots her in the back of the head. Wow. What the fuck? He takes her body, (laughs) and he, just just like Helen, he takes Patricia and he puts her in a sleeping bag in the ballroom. Um, from here he goes and he starts writing letters he wrote letters to the kids schools to his office um, to family members letting them know that they were going to be going on a family vacation well it was okay I'm sorry it wasn't really a vacation it was going to be a family trip to North Carolina because they were going to take care of Helen's um, mother because she had fallen ill that was his excuse some family vacation right. so he writes all these letters, and he leaves the home, goes to the post office where he mails these letters, and then he proceeds to go to the bank, and he cashes all of his mother's savings bonds. Piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, steal I also my forgot, I money. forgot to say when he goes to the post office, he also stops all incoming mail to their house.
0: Is that not a red flag? Giant red flag. I mean, at the time, you don't know. Yeah. I
1: I mean, people, and people do that. People still do that. When they go on vacations for long periods of time, they'll stop
0: their mail. Tyler and I would do that. When yeah. we were living in South Carolina and we would be here for in, in New York for a month. Right. Yeah. We'd stop all the mail. Yeah. Because I didn't want people rummaging. Yeah. People are rude. People are really rude. they take your shit. Um, so after that, he
1: goes home. He proceeds to go in the kitchen and just make himself a sandwich and sit down and have lunch while his wife and daughter are dead in the ballroom and his mother's dead upstairs. Um, he waits for his other two children to come home. So the first to come home was 13-year-old Frederick. And just like Patricia, he comes through the door and Liz shoots him in the back of the head. Doesn't Ugh. even give him a chance. Nope. And his body was laid out on the floor next to Patricia and Helen. So he then leaves the home and drives to his, son's, his son John's high school to watch him play soccer. And he sits and he watches his son's soccer game, says he played well. What the fuck? She's
2: <laughs> low-key killed your entire family. Let's go watch my son's soccer game. That's, and
1: probably yep. kill him
0: when I get home. That's so fucked so up.
1: So after the game, he's dry, he drives him home. When they enter the home, List pulled out the gun and shot him in the back of the head. Oof. But, John did not die immediately. Oh. And John oh, no. turned around and tried to fight off his father. Ah! Oh. And List took the gun and proceeded to shoot him nine more times in the stomach. That's excessive
0: that's worse so he fucking bleeds to death that's the most pain i've heard that that's like really painful to die that way John, be shot in the stomach and John like bleed shot out
1: ten times in total
0: that's way overkill you think one would be enough?
1: yeah and just like the others he brought his body to the ballroom and laid him on the floor so he puts all of their remains into the sleeping bags and he covers each of their faces with a towel
0: and he says final prayers for them Say final prayers for your fucking self, you piece of shit. (laughs)
1: Right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So after this, he proceeds to clean the house. And he sits down after cleaning the house and writes a five-page confession letter. What? Yep. (laughs) You can see this letter online. Really? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Um, they're uh, specifically on Murderpedia. They have... Oh, they're the greatest. Yeah, I love Murderpedia. Nice Media. title. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they have, um, they actually have a PDF of the, conf- uh, the confession letter. It is extremely hard to read. It's kind of hard to see. His handwriting was like, it was like cursive and it was kind of scribbly and messy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, if you go into our sources, I did find a YouTube link where somebody read the letter. Oh, cool! So That's you can so cool. you can listen to the confession letter be read. Go um, to that
0: playlist with all of our video sources. Exactly,
1: it'll be on our YouTube channel under our sources playlist if you guys want to listen. Awesome. Um, there was really nothing in it that I felt the need to like read. Um, he basically said um, in the ele- he explained that they were having financial problems, that the uh, health issues that his wife had. Um, and the fact that like she had stopped going to church and he felt like they were all just losing their way. And this was how he wanted to save their souls. He thought he was saving them. Uh, What kind uh, of God uh, complex uh, you need for that? Exactly. So uh, (laughs) he writes this letter to his pastor. And he does this because he believes that his pastor is the only person that would understand why he did what he did.
0: And because, the pastor's like, nah, son.
1: Well, <laughs> fun You must fa- be wrong. Fun <laughs> fact, be- the, this letter actually was not heard by this pastor until the trial for this. Dang. This letter, he didn't mail it. He left it on his desk. Um... So, oh. but basically it, the letter states like it opens and he's like I don't want to put my, the burden of my crimes on you um, but let me write you this letter exactly but, and then he's like I thought you'd understand though and he, he said at one point in the letter that saying the final prayers after he murdered them was quote unquote the least he could do the Are least you, you could do me? is
0: not kill your fucking family
2: you shot your children in the back of the head, least you can do. Right?
1: <laughs> what? I was like, ass? I, I was listening to it be read and I was like,
0: the least you could do? The least you could do? Yeah, like, <laughs> like what? I was pissed. The least you could do was, like, put those guns away and run away from your family oh, or yes. something. Be truthful and tell be- your family, like, yeah, we're having financial problems.
1: He was nine miles past the least he could do. Oh my God. Seriously. So, he just used the letter to let it known how each family member wished to be cremated after they died, except for Alma, who had already picked out her plot in a cemetery back in Michigan. that's exactly how that conversation went. So they all wished to be cremated.
0: Um, oh God, God, it's so terrible. Um, and he Wait, al- forgot about that because he talked to them about how they wanted to be just yeah. casually
1: at the dinner table. And this is this one was part. This was like one of my favorite parts of this goddamn thing. He wrote that he originally had planned on killing them on All Saints Day because he thought it would help them get into heaven more. Ironic. Um, Except he had to plan travel after the murders. And the way the travel worked out, he had to push the schedule of the murders up. He had just a little he, like He basically had to murder them sooner and he couldn't wait for All Saints Day because he had travel plans. Just low-key pencil your family's murder in. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Um, So he basically, like I said a million times, just spoke about how he decided that killing them was the only way that he could save the family from being split up because he thought the financial problems would cause like the kids to leave and Helen to leave. And he thought it was just going to like break his whole family apart. So instead you physically
0: break your entire family apart. Yeah. So he spends one last
1: night in the house. With their decomposing dead bodies. Yes. What oh, the, the hell? Snow. The next day before he leaves, he ransacks the entire house and every single family photo he rips his own face out of because he didn't want the police to have pictures of him for wanted posters. But the ripped out photo is not going to be like, a, hey, this guy did it.
0: Like, I'm, you know, not like it's just like a giant sign. Look at me. Look yeah, at me. Right? And like.
1: I mean, don't you think there'd probably be photos elsewhere, like in a family member's house or something? Did you think they were never going to find a picture of you just because you took them all, all, all out of your house? I mean, like, do public IDs not exist back then? <laughs> they do. They do. The okay, DMV yeah. exists. And, and he worked at a bank, so it's most likely that he had some kind of like ID that had a picture on it. So. Uh, uh,
2: not the brightest bulb. No.
1: Um, doesn't seem like it. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. I'm sorry drank a lot of tea really fast (laughs) it's okay a little little bit of burp um so he after he ransacks the house he (laughs) he turns on religious music and he plays it on a loop over the intercom that is throughout the house that's creepy Uh, and he just Uh, leaves it on and it's really really loud he turns on all of the lights he turns the ac down as low as it can go
0: Oh, to stop decomp. Mm-hmm.
1: And he left. He packed up his things and he left.
0: With like, their bodies just well, sitting there.
1: Yeah, and like you said, his goal was to preserve the bodies with the cold. To, and he wanted to leave the
0: lights on to make it seem like somebody was home. But he leaves this letter for his pastor confessing like, what the hell? Except... He that le- just seems ass backwards. He left
1: that letter, like, just on his desk. He didn't mail it. He literally left it sitting on his desk. So he's basically asking to be found. Yeah. That's crazy. So he gets in his car, and he drives his car all the way to the JFK airport. Dang, that's a hell of a hike. From Actually, New Jersey? No, it was from, from Westfield, New Jersey. Um, I believe it said it was, oh, I think they said they were only about a half. Like, outside of
0: the it's, city. I mean, it's Jersey's like, pretty close. It's
2: like a half hour, 45 minutes, something like
0: that. Yeah, okay. I mean. Yes, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad of a drive. It's not like you're driving six hours.
1: But he gets there. He leaves his car in one of the parking lots. And then he proceeds to go and take I'm sorry. I could hear. Sorry, guys. There's, I was like, somebody's cell phone is ringing. It's in the other My room. My husband
0: is like nowhere to be found, to be honest. I know. He like left weirdly, but his phone's downstairs and we can hear it ringing. Um, <laughs> so good thing to be without I, your phone. I, I
1: had a moment. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. I don't
0: think they can hear it, but we can hear it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so he, from the JFK airport, leaves his car and proceeds to take a bus into New York City. And once in New York City, he boards a train all the way to Denver, Colorado. Now, that's unnecessary effort. Wow. Yep. So, as for his family, they were not discovered until almost a month after the murders. Oh, no. So, he killed them on November 9th. They were not discovered until December 7th. Ugh. Um... And the reason they were they figured they found the bodies was because neighbors had actually called the police. They were concerned that the neighbor's home was being burglarized. Okay. They saw a guy lurking around the home. Oh yes. And when the police got there, it was actually Patricia's drama teacher from school. And she was he, not she. I'm sorry. It was he is a man. He was very concerned because even though they had the letters excusing them for however long forever however long he still felt like something was off and he went to the home so he could check up on the family okay and so the police show up and the teacher explains this and he's he convinces them to go inside all remember all of the lights are on in this house and so like he's
0: been but can't they like not go in unless like well they have to have probable
1: cause basically okay but so he this this teacher was like look like they said they were going to go on vacation, but the, all of their lights are on. It looks like someone is home, but nobody's answering the door. Like, This is weird. Something's suspicious. really weird. Please, please go inside and check
0: on them. Please. Suspicious. Don't, Don't be, suspicious. be suspicious. Don't, Don't be suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do every time.
1: <laughs> um, so and they actually find an open window and the officers go in through the window and they... Walk around the house and they, they interviewed these two, these two detectives in one of the documentaries I watched and they said it was eerie because all of the lights were on, but the only thing you could hear was the religious music that was still playing over the intercom. And so they're like walking through the home, trying to find people. And when they got to the ballroom, they actually thought that they were still alive They like called out and they were like, can you guys please get out, get out of the sleeping bags? They thought that they were just like sleeping. That's so scary. And when they didn't move, that was when they moved closer and they checked on the bodies and they realized they were dead. They called for backup and the officer said when he called for backup, he was like, He was like, I didn't know how to say it. He was like, I wasn't sure if it was a mass suicide or a mass murder. He was like, I didn't know which way it was, but I knew they were all dead.
0: Yeah, somebody Um, needs to get here, like,
1: now. (laughs) Exactly. So they searched the house, and they found the confession letter on his desk. And in the confession letter, he does mention that his mother's body is upstairs. They go up to the third floor where they find Alma. I can't imagine that image ever getting out of somebody's head. They said it was horrible. It was horrible. They said They're it was absolutely been horrible. been
0: decomposing for a fucking month.
1: Um. Ugh. So police immediately put out an APB for him. And the investigation begins. The FBI gets involved and they do track his car to the airport. They find his car. But they absolutely cannot find any trace of him. They have no idea. And at this point you have to remember it's been a month. So he's long gone. Yeah, they're like fuck.
0: How but you'd think are we there'd be some guy? sort of paper trail unless he was using just cash. Ooh, ow! Sorry. <laughs> so
1: uh, from here, the case kind of goes cold, mm-hmm. and it goes cold for a while. Um, within this time that the case goes cold, the Breeze Knoll burns to the ground.
0: What's That's- that? That's their mansion. That's oh, the, the name mansion. Of their mansion. Oh, okay. Okay. I forgot the name of it. I'm sorry. Oh, how
2: convenient.
1: Investigators could not find a cause for the fire, but they believe it was arson.
0: You think that John came back and burned it down? I don't think so. I
1: don't think he would have done I that. I think it was probably just somebody that-
0: Knew the house was knew empty. Knew the house was empty
1: and what had happened and just probably some stupid kids- they never figured out who did it. They never. Found yeah, I don't think he it. risked coming but, back, but all they, the way from Colorado to oh, burn his house down and then go back. Well, you'll find out what happens. I, okay. Not with the fire, but with him. Uh, mm, oh, oh, so okay. this is, this is a fun fact here. Um, in this fire, um, there was a stained glass window in the ballroom mm-hmm. and it fell. And while they were cleaning up the glass, they realized that this stained glass window was a signed original that was created from, by the artist Lewis comfort Tiffany.
2: Get out of here.
1: And it was worth over a hundred thousand dollars. Like wow. Tiffany's right. No, no. I read an article that mistaked that. Oh, okay. He, d- the creator of Tiffany and company is Lewis Tiffany. Okay. Okay. But this is a different God he I was thought. an American artist that was very, very well known for his stained glass art. And this was an original that was signed
0: by him. Um, You could wow. have taken out your fucking stained glass window that is, yeah. and gotten a replica and gotten money back. That is exactly what one
1: of the officers said in the documentary I watched. They were like, that window could have solved all of his financial problems. No, but he did, this guy doesn't seem like...
0: He thought that far guy
2: of reason.
0: Yeah. But also he probably was like, Oh, but that's cool to have in my house and it shows my wealth. Well, I don't want to get rid of it. Little did he know. Little did he know. The problem is it, he didn't know that
1: they didn't know that this window was an original, like art, like piece by an artist. And
0: you, you think that he didn't know either that John didn't
1: know. Uh, Because I I think if he knew he would have sold that. Oh, he would have sold it. Yeah. Because he, he, like I said, thought poverty was a sin. And if he knew that that window was worth a hundred K, Oh, yeah, I think he would have sold it. That Um, seems
0: like the logical thing to do. (laughs)
2: Logic is not applied this entire time. No.
1: (laughs) So, List gets to Denver. And he gets a social security card under the name Robert Peter Clark. How do you get a new social security card? It said he just like applied for it. And I was like, you can, I don't think you can do that anymore. But like, no, no you can't because you now. need
0: to have an ID to apply for the social security card. But you also need a social security card to get a new ID. And I said, I think you now like, you
1: do. I think you need like a birth certificate and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Probably. So he and probably
0: made- had somebody make him fucking fake documents. I
1: think you need proof too of
2: why you want to switch it.
0: Yeah. I yeah. mean, when I got, sorry, Woo. when I got, um, my name changed when I got married, it was like a whole long, awful process. Was so, it like, really? It, I mean, I had this like company that like sent me all the paperwork so I didn't have to like figure out what I had to do. I just had to fill it out and, yeah, and hand smart. it in. But, um, it did take a long time. Wow. Cause I had to actually go to the social security office and like sit and wait and oh, God. It, it was long god that sounds painful yeah so like that's why i'm like "Mm, i'm not sure like how you would go about doing that now like you would have to have somebody make all that shit for you yeah fake weird so he gets his new identity
1: and he gets a job working as a cook and as a cook yeah (laughs) he like just starts a whole new life (laughs) oh god And after working as a cook, he eventually gets a job as an accountant for H&R Block. Which is like an insurance company, if anybody doesn't know.
0: Oh, I got my taxes done there last year. Um,
1: (laughs) He found another local Lutheran (laughs) church and he joined that. And at this church is where he met a woman named Dolores Clark. And this is in 1985, which is 14 years after the murders. He marries this woman. So he gets married again. Okay. And she obviously has no idea who this sick bastard is. What um, Little does she know. And they live together for a little while, and then they move to Richmond, Virginia.
0: I would not move anywhere closer to New Jersey. Right. <laughs> I would be Far like, I'm possible. going to
1: Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> Never <laughs> leaving. We're
1: going to go hang with the
2: polar bears, hon. Give uh, me you, a second. Yeah, yeah.
1: So... Uh, while List was out and about, he evaded police for 18 years. Damn. So for 18 years, this case was cold. That's fucked. Investigators received hundreds of tips, obviously, like they always do, by phone and mail, but none of them were ever anything of substance. They were, Nothing ever came close to getting them anywhere with this case. Okay. Um... And they and they said like they the investigators that work in this case were in the documentary and they talked about how they followed up on everything and there was Well, just, I would. Like, there was You just, don't know what
0: could be a possible lead. Exactly. Who knows? But they were like they were, they like they were like there up.
1: wasn't even like like a
0: slim like there wasn't a single thing that even slightly helped. This but. reminds me this case reminds me a lot of I don't know. I mean, I know you've seen it. I don't know if you've seen it. The um, the new Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. With the French guy. The French dad. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The French dad who just like, he did it. He did it. Yeah. Yeah. He's gone. They don't know where he is. Yep. They still haven't caught him. <laughs> like, this reminds me of that. Find yeah. this dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, what ends up
1: doing him in? Is an episode of America's Most Wanted. Get out
0: of here. Yes.
1: This was just after the show had started. Um, and the best part was they had actually previously tried to get Unsolved Mysteries to air their case and they wouldn't do it. Oh my Unsolved goodness. Mysteries God damn said no. It. And originally, America's Most Wanted said no too. But um, a producer of another crime show heard about the case and kind of started talking about it, po- like um, wrote articles about it and it became a more known case and that was when they were willing to pick it up and put it on the show. Mhm. So, this was the 66th episode
0: of America's Most Wanted. Like of the first season or like well the very beginning of it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um well, kind and of. Um, they said that at this time, this case was actually the oldest one that they had pursued on America's Most Wanted. Damn. Yeah. Um, the best part was, List himself was a fan of this show. <laughs> he oh regularly recommended it to people, and he actually watched the episode about himself. What a narcissist. He said he was surprised at the accuracy. It was hilarious. What did he expect? Um, <laughs> like, uh, okay. So in the episode, um, they talk about in 1989, de- de- uh, detectives have gone to a man, his name was Frank Bender, and they had him create an age-progressed bust
0: of John List. Like like with clay or something? Yeah. Okay.
1: So it, remember, at this point, it's been 18 years since the murders, and they do have pictures. They had pictures of him.
0: But because the DMV exists,
1: (laughs) but they were obviously old pictures. So they wanted him to make this, this bust so that they could show what he would probably look like. And this guy actually took pictures of lists, parents to see how they had aged and combined that with the picture of list from 18 years prior. That's cool. And you can see, I'm going to post this picture on Instagram you, they put it side by side of this bust and his face, and it is almost identical. That I is think I've talented. seen that picture. It, it is, is crazy, crazy accurate. Wow. Um, so they talk about the story, and this at this point, um, only seven minutes of the episode was dedicated to List's story. They didn't do full episodes. On, it was like a bunch of little things. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it was only seven minutes long on him. And that aired on May 21st of 1989. And that episode aired to about 22 million viewers. And thankfully, somebody recognized him.
2: (laughs) I would hope so.
1: (laughs) So they got a call-in tip from a woman who said she was neighbors with somebody. And she lived in Denver, Colorado. And she said... I had a neighbor who moved away a while ago, but he looked just like this man that's on this episode. Wow. And I think he might be who you're looking for. So they fly out there. Tossed out And they talk the to this woman. <laughs> yeah. busybody neighbor. She <laughs> Busy said, Betty. She said, yes, this, this guy looked just like my neighbor, except my neighbor's name was Robert or Bob Peter Clark. And a few years ago, he moved with his wife, to virginia oh so they tracked him and they found him in virginia and on june 1st of 1989 just 11 days after the america's most wanted episode police showed up at his house and he was at work actually and his wife dolores was in complete denial she was like there's no way this was my john like I don't think he could have done this. This is no or he, at this Bob. point my Bob, whatever his name was. And she was like silly, this silly. isn't my husband, but I'll tell you where he works and you can go talk to him. Yeah. So they go to his work and they find him. And he's immediately like that's not me. He tries so hard to deny that he is John Emile List. That's fucked. And they're like no, bro. Nah. Your list.
2: You had an identical bust made of your face. Try going around that.
1: (laughs) And they arrested him and they ran his fingerprints and they matched to the fingerprints that were in the database from when he had purchased a gun. Oh god. So they had him and they knew it was him, and even after the fingerprints came in, he still tried to deny that he was John List. He was dead too. Like right. what are you like what are you a clone? Yeah, and one of <laughs> one of the, the My cops, brother. it was hilarious. One of the investigators in the documentary literally said he was like, I looked at him and looked at him and was just like, come on, we've got your fingerprints. They match. Like, come on. And they said that he just smirked. He didn't That's say anything. He freaky. just smirked.
0: What the fuck? Like, so yeah, oops. Like oops.
1: So he he was obviously You caught me. He was obviously arrested like his fingerprints matched. They were like you're John Lista. Um so he was arrested and um they charged him with 5 counts of first
0: degree murder. Fuck yeah. Good. All right. Get him.
1: His trial started on April 2nd of 1990. So this is 18 and a half years. After, after he the murders. Killed them. Ugh. I mean, for 18 and a half years evading the cops, that's not bad. Right? And so, I mean, I'm really bad at math here. He was, did I say 46? When he killed them. When he killed them, and this is 18 years later. Oh. So on, he's about 60. for that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm actually.
2: It's 46 me. plus 18? 62. I majored in art, thank you.
1: That's
0: 64. <laughs> I'm at music. 64? Yeah, I, I can count to four. <laughs> <laughs> I was so wrong, that's the worst part. She
1: was like, I was like, I think it's 62, and she goes, 64.
0: It's her right
1: <laughs> 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 Guys, we have a lot of math challenged people in this room. <laughs> oh, yeah. I
0: don't know what the fuck I'm doing.
1: Also, that, would, that was terrible grammar. It would be mathematically challenged, but it's fine.
0: We wear
2: it proudly. I thank have, you very much. God.
1: Um, I literally second guess myself adding two plus two. So like, (laughs) what are you talking about? (laughs) I thought that one was squirrel. Oh God. (laughs) So anyway, um, oops, I scrolled back up in my notes to check how old he was. Christ. Um, so uh, before the trial started, they had him checked by a court psychiatrist. He was diagnosed with OCD, um, obsessive compulsive disorder. And the defense tried to use this diagnosis to say that his charges should be dropped from first-degree murder to second-degree murder. Why on earth would you do that? Exactly. listen to this. I I looked up because I wanted to actually see the differences because I know some people don't always know this stuff. So it varies by state what the exact definition is, but most of them say that first-degree murder is the unlawful killing that is willing and premeditated. Okay. Or willful and premeditated, sorry. And then second degree murder is intentional but not premeditated. Okay. And I'm sitting here going, the man deadass sat at a table and asked his family how they wanted their bodies to be taken care of after they died months before he killed them. You're going to try and tell me that ain't premeditated? No. No. (laughs) <laughs>
0: he, and he fucking sat down and wrote a goddamn letter and he turned down it's, the AC and he left the lights on. Like, there, there's no way that it wasn't no premeditated. And,
1: that not being premeditated. And on top of it, they had the letter that he wrote. He Confessing wrote, to the whole he thing. He literally wrote a confession letter saying, like, I, I plan to, to kill them because this was going to save them. That's basically what he wrote in that letter. I'm like, Eaton, you tried to get it to second degree? You were freaking stupid.
2: Well, I mean, um, that might
1: have not have been him. That might have been his lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> that is their job, <laughs> after all. So, uh, this, like I said, is a terrible argument. The defense also tried to argue, excuse me, that he suffered from PTSD from his time in World War II. They couldn't find any evidence that he suffered from PTSD.
0: That's a cop out. Um, totally a cop out.
1: Yeah. So the trial lasted only nine days, and on April 11th, after nine hours of deliberation, the jury found him guilty of all five counts of first degree murder. Good. Good. Right. That. Piece of shit. <laughs> Each count earned him a life sentence,
0: and. Which the- isn't actually life. No? Sometimes. Sometimes it's not. I was just talking about this with Tyler's friend the other day. I was like, sometimes it's like 25 to life, Mm -hmm. which means after 25 years, you can be put up for parole. Oh, I didn't know that. But parole does, just because you have the opportunity to be put up for parole doesn't mean that they will allow it because you have to go in front of the board and stuff. Okay. And then there are actual life sentences that don't involve parole. Yeah. Okay. So it really depends on... Something
2: new every day.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, if that's wrong, tell me. I don't know. Um, (laughs) That's the way I understand it. No, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um. So
1: (laughs) the judge is interviewed in the documentary I watched, and he said, he said that when he announced the um, sentence of five consecutive life sentences the courtroom erupted in pull- in applause. Good. And That's how you know you're a peace issue. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They have this on video. Do you, they? You see it in the documentary. Cool. So, and just so you guys know, I can't, I believe it was called American Justice. Okay. It's old, but I, I actually found it. It's 45 minutes long, and it's on YouTube, actually. Oh. So that will also be in our sources if you guys are interested in watching this. It is really low quality. You can tell it's old. Um, but it was like, it was a very well done documentary. Okay. Um, but they do have video of this. So like you see them say the sentencing and you just hear the whole courtroom and it's like, it's trained on John List, the camera, but like you just hear all of the clapping. It was, it was insane. Uh. Um, so (laughs) there was only one person that was not happy with his sentencing actually and that was John Walsh, who was the host of America's Most Wanted at the time, and he was pissed because he wanted him to get the death penalty. Okay, fair enough. Okay. But at that time in New Jersey, the death sentence had been removed. Oh. So, uh, and they're, like, that yeah. was not an option.
2: Just a hair short. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: List also tried to appeal his case, once again, trying to use PTSD as an excuse. Uh, but his appeal was rejected and he stayed in prison. Good. Um, so, he didn't really speak out about this until he was about 76 years old. Wow. So, while he was in prison, he did an interview and he explains that after kill- committing these crimes, he chose not to kill himself because he thought that was going to keep him from getting into heaven with his family. Not the murdering of your entire family.
0: <laughs> You're not going to heaven no more!
1: The best part is he went on to acknowledge that he did violate one of the Ten Commandments of thou shalt not kill. Huh. Uh, Duh. Uh, Just a little bit.
0: But Thou shalt honor their, thy mother and thy father. You killed your fucking mother. And he, right.
1: he, he's, yes. he's quoted saying, I knew it was wrong. As I was doing it, I knew it was wrong.
0: So that you can't even use any sort of mental defect. That's the whole point. That's why people get things like that thrown you out all the time. A
2: sound mind when you did it. Yeah, oh, yeah, if
0: you know right from wrong, you don't have a mental issue and you can therefore yeah. not use that as an excuse. Exactly.
1: Ugh. And he went on to say, "This this part to me is hilarious. I feel when we get to heaven, we won't worry about these earthly things. They'll either have forgiven me or won't realize, you know, what happened. I'm sure that if we recognize each other that we'll like each other's company just as we did here when times were better. Like... First of all, the Bastard still think he's, thinks he's getting into heaven. No, bastard. you're going straight to
0: <laughs> You signed that shit away the second
2: you bought a gun.
0: Yep. You went you're going to hell in a handbasket. The the devil the devil has a nice uh, nice little suite there for you. <laughs> Seriously. Um...
2: And, oh my god. Uh, he's sitting there waiting for him like, about damn time you got here. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: You well, should have got here 18 years ago.
1: And he, well, he talks about the fact that when he, he chose to shoot them from behind because he didn't want them to recognize what was happening. He wanted it to be instant and like, they're gone in a flash so they don't have to suffer and they don't have Except to know. Except his one son. Well, and they don't have to know that it was him. What? He, what? Yeah. He didn't want them to know it was him. Who
0: else was it going to be? They were... He was walking in behind them. Oh, shit, right?
1: Ugh. Um, and on top of it, I mean, John turned around and saw him. His own son. I
0: know! He said he... He's like, oh, I thought he I like, did it, so it would be painless, whatever. And then you shot your other son nine, nine times? Nine times
1: in the stomach, you fucking twat. Uh, Ugh. We... You know how we feel, <laughs> it's it really apparent how we feel about this man. <laughs> <laughs> um... So at one point they show this, this part of the interview, you see him and he talks and at this way he's old and he talks kind of with a slur and I'll get into a theory after this. And he talks about how, when he's talking about how he didn't want them to suffer, he ends that discussion with, how compassionate, huh? <laughs> what the fuck? And you see this, you see this clip the, of the interview he did. Wow. Where he says, literally. Zero remorse. How compassionate, huh? And then proceeds to laugh. Zero remorse. What a So, f- I fuck. read an interesting theory, and I only, this was a theory written in one of the articles that I read, and it was only one place, but I actually could see this as being a viable theory, so I actually wanted to tell you guys about it. There is a theory that he was somewhat on the spectrum.
2: Really?
0: Probably. Because. Social, the antisocial exactly. stuff. Exactly.
1: He had a lot of social, a lot of social issues. He did not do well with other people. He was very intelligent, but he just didn't mix with people. He was diagnosed with OCD. He, they often described him as soft-spoken. Um, and they many people believed he had some kind of personality disorder. So like, there is a theory that he might have been on the spectrum ever so slightly. And that could have caused a little bit of where his
0: train of thought went. Yeah.
1: Like how he got so deep into this theory of he needs to, the only way to save his family is to kill
0: them. It's especially if you don't know that you have these mental issues and you've grown up in a very, very highly, religious family and you're like taught to believe that you think it's all true and like, at like that, and at that
1: time i mean mental health was just not nobody knew what the fuck no, was going yeah, on nobody understood it if you had any form of mental health issue you were thrown in the loony bin because <laughs> they didn't know what to do with you yeah i'd be fucking in the loony bin 18 years ago
0: but it's A- fine <laughs> end of that yeah i would have been
1: i would have been freaking Locked up for my whole life. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I hope not. So, that's just a theory I found interesting. Yeah. So, I wanted to tell you. Um, keep yawning. And, sorry.
2: <laughs> okay, we had a long night. The struggle bus.
1: You, we really are. It's we're, real. We're, we're seriously on the struggle bus right now. Um, and I'm gonna... <laughs> I like my notes here. I wrote, the bastard passed away on March 21st, 2008, in prison at the age of 82 from pneumonia. Good. Yep. Um, no one claimed his body after he died, and he was buried unmarked next to his mother in the cemetery where she wanted to be buried in Frankenmuth, Michigan. Bless you. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I, like, I read that name, like, four times, and I was like, Frankenmuth? Frankenmuth, Michigan. Um... Which I thought was terrible. I'm like, he only freaking killed her. but Why would you bury bury him next to her? I would have just cremated his body and fucking fed his ashes to a shark, but it's fine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I threw in a little fun fact here at the end that at one point um, do you guys know the story of D.B. Cooper? Yes. I do know D.B. Cooper, yes. So for those listening who don't really know the story of D.B. Cooper, in 1971 the year that he committed these murders. D.B. Cooper was the name a man used while hijacking a plane. He hijacked this plane and demanded $200,000 in return for freeing the hostages. They gave him the money, he released the people, and he flew away with the plane before eventually parachuting out of it and disappearing forever. Um, so, this happened, like I said, the same year as the murders, a few months later. Hmm. And... They actually thought he was a suspect at one point. Really? They thought he could have been D.B. Cooper.
2: No way. Uh
1: Uh-huh. They said he slightly resembled List and that the $200,000 he requested was the same amount of debt that List had been in.
0: That's freaky. Yeah. Um, I was about to be like, I don't think he's smart enough, but then- Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he did evade capture for eighteen years. So um, who the fuck knows?
1: This this theory was around for a while, um, but when they caught List, they actually asked him about this. He denied being DB Cooper. Um, he said no, like that's not me, and, and the FBI no longer no longer considers him a suspect in that case. Mm-hmm. But at one point he was. So yeah, that's. That John is List. the fun, horrible story of John List. Fuck that gem- guy. <laughs> <laughs> what a gem. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I hope he burns an hell. I just well, realized. Well, he is
0: burning an hell somewhere. Oh. I just realized
1: I was holding this tablet upside down the whole time.
2: I wanted to tell you, but you were going real strong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not. No, that was the right way.
2: It worked. No, the button's over here. Yeah, she had the Samsung flipped upside down.
1: Oh. The screen is like rotated upside down though. And it you can over. make it so it locks. I like unlocked it earlier so I could try and rotate it, but it. So when we say struggle bus, it's was boom. happening. Oh, I see what I did. What? I like, I thought I turned the lock off and I turned it on. No, yeah, I, yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, I'm using, I, I'm using Maisie's tablet today because my ding dong head forgot my tablet. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm a little new to the samsung tablet uh, that's
0: okay but yeah john list was a, a i'm a little so little glad that you covered person. this because i almost did i know
1: <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> we, we like messaged each other about the topics we were going to cover and i was like i think
0: i'm going to cover john list and she was like oh shit i was gonna cover john list and you were like oh my god do you mind if I cover him? I hope you didn't get too far with your notes. <laughs> I was like, no, but it literally at one point I was like, girl, I found this case where this guy didn't yeah. get caught for 18 years, and then later on she was just like, I'm doing John List, and I was like, <laughs> oh how God. did you not connect those two dots? I would <laughs> have been like, is it John List? <laughs> well, definitely, I like hadn't read that far into his story,
1: oh, so I oh, didn't oh. know that.
0: <laughs> okay. No, yeah, but that's like, like one uh, of the when I type in like when you type in well, I I typed in killers like Chris Watts specific because I like sometimes if you put in like familicide, it'll just give right. you all the definitions. It won't like tell you yeah, cases. Well, that's like, why I was like Chris Watts, and then it pulled up. It says you might also like Google's uh, like you might also like this. Here you go, you. And I did, <laughs> wanna, I did not want to. I did not want to cover Chris Watts because. I just feel like because of the documentary right now, it's just like, yeah. it's, it, there's a lot. And I do want to cover that. Nicole knows I want to cover this case. Yeah. I followed it from the beginning, what? but that was how I found John list was it's in okay. like, where,
1: it's, where funny you like it's funny.
0: You say that I was
1: listening. Um, I'm like catching up on listening to morbid right now. Oh, yeah. And the episode I just listened to Elena says like, I, we're getting a ton of requests, requests for Chris Watts. And she's like, I'm not covering that case right now. And it's not going to be anytime soon. She was like, I don't want to cover that right now. I think it still needs some time to marinate just because it's still so prevalent right now. Well, and because they put out the Netflix documentary, everybody's like, Chris Watts, Chris Watts. And it's
0: fucking, it's a huge story right now. So it's like. I remember when that whole thing happened. I was watching it from the beginning. I wanted to know where fucking Shanann was. I like one of those kids found. And yeah, it was heartbreaking when that happened. Yeah. And that's such a, I really do want to cover it. it. I mean, he's a piece of shit fuck him. Yeah, seriously. I, I had this meme that I put up on our Instagram that was like, good morning, everyone. I hope you're having a good day, except for you, Chris Watts. I hope you're having a fucking asshole of a day. Yeah, like, <laughs> seriously, except no, for you, Chris Watts. He deserves to have a shitty like, day. Like, what the fuck? But they, there's like a lot of stuff that was like not in that documentary too. Like, if you follow the case you're really You're telling me heavily about that. Because I, I was obs- I was incensed. Oh my god,
2: I don't blame you.
0: I was incensed by stuff where I was like, wait, you're not even going to mention this? I feel like this is important. Right. Yeah. And it, I mean, but I mean, you can't make, I guess, a documentary that's like, unless you're going to do one that's episodes. Yeah. And they're just doing a movie. So it's like, you know, two hours, three, like two hours maybe long.
2: Frankly, they're just gaslighting him.
0: I really just feel like they should have done a whole series on it because then they could have just really gotten into the nitty gritty of it all of it yeah but i feel like it, some stuff was just glossed over but i've seen the john list stuff before I like i watched buzzfeed has that true crime show do you know those guys buzzfeed unsolved yeah, yeah.
1: they yeah. did this and then did they, they did really? and they've done db cooper oh see i didn't i didn't see them i, I didn't oh my god
2: they brain function B, they
1: do db cooper um, <laughs> <laughs> i like just couldn't form the sentence that i wanted to come out of my mouth um <laughs> i didn't i didn't get that in my search I think it's kind of, like,
0: hard to find.
1: I think BuzzFeed Buzzfeed Unsolved is on, like, either Hulu or something. Maybe it's it's on Hulu. It's either Hulu or, like, Amazon Prime or something. We'll
2: have to double check it. But
1: I didn't know that. That didn't come up in my searches. I found the, the video I found on YouTube, and there is actually a movie about John List. There is. It's, like, I think it's called John List The Judgment Day. I did not get to watch this movie. I I'm so sorry. I did not have time to watch this movie. <laughs> I, this is my that whole, was like when you were like, you, crazy you, you
0: were like, Macy, did you finish Amityville Horror the book? I was like, Pfft. <laughs> yeah. uh, no. Ew. <laughs> no. I wasn't even done finishing Notes. I like finished the day before. Yeah. And I was like, I can't. I don't have time to finish this book. Yeah. This long ass yeah. book. So, Ugh. but we've got some cool cases. Well, we've got one more this month, right? Yep. Mine. Yes, yours. And I hate everything about it. <laughs> no. is that bad? Tell no. us how you really feel. I, I no! I can't tell what it is yet. But I have a hard time with this case. Oh, no. There are so many things that could have been done to help the situation not happen. Yeah. And they were not done. And it wasn't from lack of... And asking for help. It drives me fucking I crazy. Say, I
1: can see the anger
0: on your face as you're saying your, yes. your eyes just came out of your head with rage. <laughs> I it's so it makes me so fucking mad. So but so you'll hear me yell about that for an hour probably. But yeah. Aaron, how'd you feel about your first ah, podcast? yeah, how was your first podcast? This is actually a lot of fun. It is cool. Isn't it fun? It's, we it's just cool. like talk to ourselves and we say guys. We A, s- lot. A lot. <laughs>
1: we're like, hey, guys. And we swear like truck drivers. <laughs> yep. yep.
2: If only we were doing alcohol today for drinking, we could take shots every time someone said, guys.
0: We said that once, New didn't drinking we? drinking game! The very, like, first episode, I... Yeah, you... I we were just like guys, 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 well, and at that point
1: we like hadn't named our fans yet.
0: No, you're buzzards. You Guys are our buzzards. That's I like that. Isn't that funny? <laughs> really I
1: good. like
0: did I said it as a joke, and I was like, what What do we call them? Mm-mm-mm, buzzards. Yeah. And Ryan Nicole's My, boyfriend thought that was hilarious. He was like,
1: that is great. You have to do it. I was like, All <laughs> and right. it just stuck. We couldn't think of anything else. We were like. We like buzzards, so like... Well, I mean, like... I? It
0: works. What else are you going to call them? I don't know. You buzzards.
1: Alcoholics?
0: You Alcoholics.
1: <laughs> oh, wait. That's just me. Uh, no.
0: We're drinking tea. <laughs> anyway. I wasn't
1: drinking tea last night.
0: No. no, you were not. No, we were not. No, we were not. Oh, God. had a lot of wine last Jared night. left his shoes here. His shoes? His shoes. Oh, no. I'm going to have to mail this. My friend was here and (laughs) he left his shoes. Okay. I didn't even see them. That sucks. Poor thing. We'll mail them back to him, I guess. Anyway, so um, (laughs) where can you find us? Um, You can find us on all social media platforms, um, on Instagram. Wow, I'm having a hard time. Instagram (laughs) and Twitter, we are Buzzkillers Podcast. No, sorry. Instagram and Facebook. Wow. Hard struggle, boss. Okay. Um, So on Facebook and Instagram, we are Buzzkillers Podcast. On Twitter, we are Buzzkillers Pod. P-O-D. We couldn't fit the whole name. If you want to find us on YouTube, subscribe to us, please. The easiest way to find us is to type in Buzzkillers, a true crime podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, If you guys like us enough and subscribe enough, we can make that easier, but YouTube's hard. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> or you can send us a cool email at buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com, mm-hmm. and we have a cool website, so you should look at that too, yes. and you can send us a message there if you want, and learn more about us, and learn about the wines. Um, I'm not going to put up the tea. <laughs> Do we want to put up the... And that's the tea. I'm not the tea. <laughs> and that's the tea. And that's <laughs> the tea. Soapy Turner. Um, yeah. So that's that, and like we said, we're gonna come at you with a cool mini.
1: And then, yeah, see, so we're that's one of the perks of Aaron being here is we've got this fun, I fun four story.
2: hours to come here to do this to do this mini. I love <laughs> just it.
1: just for this. No. Oh, In reality for I she for I was going to say <laughs> gave a, she a gave dog. her just the dog. My <laughs> mom
0: was saying like cuz she met Abelia the other day and she was like, "I know your jingles." Yeah. I know your jingles from the podcast. Yeah. But when we had our like bad mic and you could hear everything oh my God. That can, and Abelia you terrible. just heard her like, "Jingle ding ding." Yep, my mom's like, "I know your jingles." She's so funny. She wants to be a guest on the podcast so bad I know she I said it when she was leaving
1: today she walked at the door and she was like I'm so jealous she was talking to Aaron she was like I'm so jealous you get to be on the podcast I want to be a guest so bad and I, I yelled at her
0: I said mom I told you you could you just have to pick a case like I told her she could I was like just pick a case you want us to cover I'll do the research but like Do something that you kind of know something about so you can have some, like, some intelligent conversation about it. And she's like, okay, and hasn't done it.
1: (laughs) I still thought it was hilarious, though, that I, like, when I was like, I think your mom would know about this. She did. The so, dentures, dentures thing. She did know it and I was like I knew it.
0: But we said that maybe we should like phone a mom. Yeah, we should have, like a phone a mom segment. But I don't where... know if you'd be able to hear her in the mic. You'd Ooh. have to like stick the phone right Yeah, oh, the you'd phone have to phone like right put a right
1: speaker and like stick her next to the microphone.
0: If you want to hear from my mom, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> She's dying to talk to y'all, so. Oh my god. Anyway, so um that's yeah, it that's I about think. that, guys. So sorry, we're so. sorry we're not as like. <laughs> I feel I mean like we're like so we're like, like
1: yawning and like <laughs> at the
0: end of these things we're normally like pretty oh. tipsy. Oh yeah. Oh, I heard on the way up here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're still laughing like we normally would, but that yeah. that was
2: my ride up here is listening to you guys for four hours. The oh yeah.
0: Time. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> There's like I think it's no, it's the last step. It's the Amityville part one where I we say like Aaron. Draw us a scullipus.
1: Oh yeah, the <laughs>
0: scultipus. <laughs> the scultipus. Oh, I so. can't
2: wait to hear that now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just listen to the Amityville. You can listen out of order, it's fine. I mean, you'll just be like, oh wait, they're talking about this is like way in the future. Yeah. Okay. Right, you'll but, have to no, wait you, for me to do that. You should, yeah. you should listen to it. We'll put a picture up of the scallopus, maybe eventually. Yes. But anyway. It's on the bottle.
1: It's on them um, you it's on the post that you put up for Amityville oh right the bottle is all the way in the last picture because you can see what we drank yeah see what we drank yeah. and we'll put up something oh, for I this put it, too I put it on Instagram I put it on our story so it's in our um, the little like highlights um, the sculptopus yeah I took a picture of the bottle with
0: Albert in the glass oh right oh no we forgot to bring Albert he's downstairs oh. well all the Halloween decorations are coming up here now yeah, so that's fine guys. oh there it is yeah you're we right have, we decorated those bloody
1: sheets for the party we took like white sheets and took red paint and like splattered them put our hands on them and stuff and we're in the pod room now they're in the pod room covering the couches all of the <laughs> Halloween
0: decorations are now coming upstairs yep <laughs> To be in the pod
1: room. I cannot wait to share. This a was supposed office.
0: to be Tyler's office. <laughs> and Too it is, bad it is turned into the pod room. So does Tyler even need an office? I wish this would go away. This big giant desk, but I will not ask him to get rid of it. I can make it go away <laughs> with an act anyway all right anyway guys well we love you all and we'll thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time
2: thanks for having me yeah thank you for coming we love it and we
0: are so excited to do your mini yeah yeah so so be on the lookout for that yes okay bye everybody bye